Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, happy new year to all of you. Welcome to episode 84 of the DCL Dude Podcast and the first of 2021. My name is Wes and I am proud to say that I made it to midnight on New Year's Eve for the first time I think in like seven years. So I actually, I shouldn't say I'm proud to say that, I'm actually sort of embarrassed to say that. But uh, anyway, we uh, don't typically, we haven't been staying up uh, to... Uh, to watch the new year come in uh, for a while, at least I think since we had kids, it just I'm too tired by the time midnight rolls around. But anyway, um, I I'm definitely more of a morning person, and my wife will tell you that I I start to get grumpy when it gets late, so we we try to avoid that. Um, but this year I wanted to stay up and just say good riddance to 2020. Uh, I'm happy that it's gone. I am excited for the new year. I can't believe how quickly uh, 2020 went by, actually, if I think about it. Uh, but I, I definitely can't say that I'm I'm sorry to see it go. And I'm sure that many of you feel the same way as well. Now, I say all that, but <laughs> ironically, in today's episode, we are actually going to look back at all the Disney Cruise Line stories of the past year. Uh, I've done this year in review every year since I started this podcast, and I actually I actually debated this year whether I, I wanted to do it again or not. Uh, with you know, with the with the year that it was, um, obviously, much of the year was completely dominated by the pandemic. Uh, and the the cruise industry shut down, but there were some other stories worth revisiting that uh, that you probably either uh, weren't aware of or have probably forgotten about already. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and, and do it. Um, and normally I'd, I'd catch you up on the recent Disney Cruise news at the beginning of my show, but since we're revisiting the top stories of the year, I'll just uh, include the recent updates as part of the show. Um, but uh, I'll tease it here, uh, the, the recent news. I'm sure you saw the news released on Christmas Day about the Disney Wish. If you didn't, I uh, I will be sure to fill you in uh, toward the end of the show on that announcement. And finally, at the end of the show, I will also give you a couple things that I'm looking forward to in the new year as it relates to, to Disney Cruise Line. So be sure to stick around for that. So without further ado, let's get into it and let's look back at the top stories, top Disney Cruise stories um, from the year 2020. Um, the first one, obviously, we'll start in January. Uh, the first noteworthy story that uh, that happened in 2020 was kind of a big one. 
uh, if you're, you know, if you're a big Disney Cruise fan, um, Adventures by Disney revealed its 2021 European River Cruise offerings uh, that included an opportunity to visit Mare Werft, um, which is the shipyard that's, bu- that's building the Disney Wish. Uh, and one of those those uh, port adventures or shore excursions, whatever you want to call them, uh, actually got you got to take you out to the shipyard to see the Disney Wish under construction. So the Rhine and the Danube river cruises included this optional excursion to the shipyard in Papenburg, Germany, uh, obviously where the Disney Wish is being built, but included a privately guided behind the magic tour that was led by a Disney Imagineer. So really cool. I I don't know if you remember back uh, when this was originally announced. I was really excited about this. Um Seeing a ship build is something that I think would be really fun. It's something that uh, I would kind of on my bucket list. I'd love to see one of the Disney ships being built. Um, and just to have the opportunity to be uh, have a have a guide um, that is a an Imagineer working on the build, I think would would just be so cool. So I, I was really excited about this when it came out. Uh, departures from late May through October of this year of 2021 are still listed as bookable on the Adventures by Disney website. We'll see on whether whether or not those uh, actually sail. Adventures by Disney hasn't really been doing anything uh, since the pandemic shut down. So uh, who knows if these these river cruises are actually going to take place? But something to keep an eye on. That would just be that would just be really cool. One, I feel like that would be sort of a, a top. Uh, port adventure experience for me if I was able to able to do that. Then in late January, we got our first hint that the coronavirus was going to have some sort of impact on the cruise industry. Uh, when we got our, our first look at the new pre-boarding health questionnaires that included a question about the coronavirus. So obviously, everyone is familiar with the standard pre-boarding questionnaire that asks questions about fever um, and flu-like symptoms. I think it's typically only been two questions. Um, but this new questionnaire had a third question and asked about recent travel to mainland China, which is obviously where the uh, the virus is believed to have originated. So this this was very early on and before anyone knew much about the virus, but looking back now, it was definitely a sign of things to come. The next story in January was regarding the uh, the conversion of the of a, a handful of Category Four A staterooms on the Disney Magic to concierge staterooms. So the Disney Wonder had gone through a reimagination uh, with these staterooms. I don't, I don't remember the exact timeline, but the the, the Disney Wonder converted a bunch of these staterooms um, to concierge staterooms, and there was a plan for twelve of these staterooms to be converted to concierge staterooms on the Disney Magic. Um, this was announced back in January, um, and then later on in the year, it was actually announced that it would be postponed. Um, but I believe the upgrades probably took place uh, effective in October when the Disney Magic was uh, going through her dry dock enhancements. However, because we don't know anything about any of the dry dock changes that happened on any of the Disney ships, um, I I can't confirm this, but I, I believe that they probably worked on um, these staterooms uh, during the, the recent dry dock enhancement on the Disney Magic. Later on in January, we got some more information uh, about the coronavirus, or at least, I shouldn't say we got more information, we at least uh, got some uh, 
uh, insight into what what Disney Cruise Line was was thinking about it. Uh, travel agents were contacted in late January about uh, travel updates from the U.S. State Department regarding travel to mainland China, uh, and informed the travel agents were informed that basically that Disney Cruise Line was closely closely monitoring the threat. Um, and soon after that, cruise ports in the Bahamas actually prohibited disembarkation by anyone who had visited mainland China without uh, within the past 20 days. So really starting to uh, ramp up the information in, in January about the threat of the coronavirus. Um, and, you know, you could tell that Disney Cruise Line was, was sort of preparing for um, preparing for it back then. The final story that came out of January was one that I was pretty excited about. Um, Disney Cruise Line actually launched a, a, an informational website about Lighthouse Point, um, which featured some illustrated concept site plans, which I thought was awesome. So this happened on January 29th. Um, Disney Cruise Line registered the domain lighthousepointbahamas.com. They actually registered a few other domains that would point you to this site, uh, but that's the that's the main website. Um, so you may have forgotten about Lighthouse Point, and that's probably be, probably because it, it's not ever talked about. Uh, this website launch back in January was pretty exciting for me because it, it gave us quite a bit of, of details that we hadn't seen or heard before. Um, and in addition to pages dedicated to discussing the environment, culture, community, um, opportunity, um, the, there's a, a progress page, uh, on the website that is definitely my favorite because of the detailed illustrated concept plan that it provides. Um, if you haven't already, I would definitely encourage you to go check out the website. I don't, I don't think it's been updated much since I originally saw it back then. I was looking at it, uh, as I was preparing for the show and I didn't notice a whole lot, um, that had changed, but anyway, it shows plans for nature trails and lookout towers, family beach areas and cabanas, uh, and potentially even pool areas and water slides. Uh, those aren't labeled as such, but when you look at the drawing, I mean, that's, that's what it looks like in the concept art. Um, and I know you can't, I know you can't take a whole lot out of concept art, uh, but you know, regardless of what ends up making it into the, the final production, it's pretty cool to see, uh, some of the, the proposed ideas that are put onto paper. Currently, I, I think they're still waiting to complete the environmental impact assessment, which I, I think is, I think is due to be completed pretty soon. Um, but Lighthouse Point is definitely something that I'm looking forward to, to hopefully learning a lot more about in, uh, in 2021. Moving on to February, the first story of the month was an additional update to the pre-boarding health questionnaire. I mentioned the previous update in January that added the question about recent travel to mainland China. The expanded questionnaire uh, that was updated in February added two additional questions asking about close contact with anyone who may have been exposed um, to or anyone who has been diagnosed with the coronavirus and also informed guests that the Bahamian ports of call would be prohibiting anyone from disembarking uh, if they had visited main mainland China within the past 20 days. So they added a questionnaire basically saying, uh, have you visited? And if so, you're not going to be able to get off, uh, get off the ships in the Bahamian ports of call. 
Later in the month, the Disney Wonder arrived in New Orleans for the first time uh, to begin sailing Bahamian and Western Caribbean itineraries from the new home port. Um, This, I think, was meant to be a really exciting time as the inaugural sailings from New Orleans were um, were also to coincide with the recent addition of the French, Qu- uh, excuse me, the French Quarter Lounge on board the Disney Wonder. I, <laughs> I feel like this may not have gotten the the fanfare that it deserved or that that Disney Cruise Line was maybe expecting, because of everything that was being overshadowed by the uh, the impending threat of the virus. Um, but those those sailings took place. As far as I know, they. Um, you know, they went well and, and people enjoyed sailing out of New Orleans, but, uh, definitely, I definitely don't think the, it got the fanfare that I think they were expecting. Soon after that, Disney Cruise Line announced its 2021 itineraries, which lines up with the dates of the historical summer, uh, itinerary announcements. This also means that if the pattern holds, we should be expecting summer 2022 itinerary announcements sometime within the next couple of months. Um, we'll see. We'll see about that. I know the the previous two announcements have been delayed a little bit from uh, from when they were announced previously. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. But hopefully, end of February, early March, we'll uh, we'll start to see some new uh, some new summer 2022 itineraries. Then in late February is really when the the COVID-19 notifications really started to pour in as health experts continue to learn more and more about the virus. (laughs) My family was actually just getting off uh, a cruise at the end of February down in Miami um, when when really all the news was starting to break about this. And I can remember going to the airport afterward um, (laughs) and being a little bit anxious. I was able to catch up a little bit on what was going on during the ride over uh, to the airport from the port. And I just I remember feeling like when I walked in that it was one of the most crowded terminals I had ever been in. And I don't know if that was just because I was um, overly cautious at that point, but there were there was no place for us to sit and there were people lined up shoulder to shoulder against the walls. All the seats were filled up. Um, there were just so many people in there, and I just remember thinking that all I wanted to do was get on the plane um, and get home. And thankfully, we we did make it back without any incidents. Nobody in our family got sick, so uh, I was really thankful for that. But I just thought that the timing of that was uh, was really interesting. And it was also nice. We actually did get to get in a, uh, a Disney cruise in 2020, uh, which I know a lot of people can't say uh, can't say that. In March, Disney Cruise Line instituted some temporary policy changes allowing guests to change their plans up to the day before embarkation um, and receive a 100% cruise credit to be used toward a future sailing. I think this was probably in response to a lot of calls and a lot of inquiries regarding um, cruises in March and probably uh, in April. Uh, they, They also announced that all guests boarding their ships would have their temperatures checked by a nurse with those no-touch thermometers. So that was a new policy that they put in place uh, beginning in March. And of course, guests with a fever of 100.4 or greater uh, were not permitted permitted to board. I didn't see many reports of uh, people having to be turned away. I didn't see any at all, actually. Um, so I don't know if that actually happened. But I do know that they did um, start screening guests uh, in March. 
And really, this would end up being sort of the beginning of the end for Disney Cruises for 2020, uh, for the year 2020, because soon after that, the U.S. State Department and the Center, uh, the Centers for Disease Control issued uh, updated guidance for cruise ship passengers that essentially encouraged travelers, especially those with underlying health conditions, to not travel by cruise ship. So <laughs> kind of hard to uh, get people excited about um, cruising when the uh, when the CDC is basically saying we, we don't think you should do that. Um, and then, of course, soon after that, uh, the decision was made for us. The, the first cruises were suspended beginning uh, March 14th and originally lasted through the end of uh, the end of that month. This, of course, kicked off a regular cadence throughout the rest of the year of cancellations in accordance with CLIA member cruise line voluntary suspensions um, and CDC no-sail orders. And so I'm not going to go through all the virus-related schedule updates um, and details that happened throughout the rest of the year because, for one, you're already aware uh, that the cruises were canceled, um, obviously, and also just because it's really depressing to talk about. And I don't want to go through all the... Uh, different cancellations that happened. Some families had virtually no notice of their canceled sailings. I remember seeing reports of people flying in for their cruises and then being notified <laughs> that it was canceled. Um, I believe those guests uh, were offered a 150% future cruise credit and probably got some assistance with accommodations and travel arrangements from Disney or from Disney Cruise Line. Um, I, I didn't... I didn't see many reports of that. If this was you, if you kind of flew into your cruise uh, and it was canceled kind of while you were already there, uh, I'd love to hear from you and, and kind of uh, just chat about what that experience was like. So uh, if that was you and you want to, you feel like uh, filling me in, please feel free to, to send me a message. Later in March, Canada suspended its cruise season until July 2020, um, but Disney Cruise Line didn't immediately cancel its Alaska sailings, if you remember. I'm not really sure why, uh, but I do know that those cruises remained on the schedule for weeks after uh, Canada's official announcement. I don't know if they were trying to um, work something something out uh, with uh, with those ports of call or uh, if they were hopeful that, you know, things would change before they had to cancel. But uh, all I know is Disney Cruise Line didn't immediately announce, uh, ex excuse me, didn't immediately cancel those Alaska cruises. A couple days later, cruises were canceled through April 12th, which coincided almost directly with the CDC's first 30-day no-sale order, which became effective March 14th. And interestingly, the Dizzy Wonders 14-night westbound Panama Canal cruise from New Orleans had already set sail uh, and wasn't scheduled to return to San Diego until March 20th. So there was a no-sail order, but the uh, the Disney the Disney Wonder was was out sailing a uh, westbound Panama Canal cruise. Of course, we know now that that cruise was cut short um, and had to skip some scheduled ports of call and actually overnighted in San Diego. And I believe, uh, if I remember correctly, they gave passengers the op the option to disembark right away, right when um, the Wonder returned to San Diego, uh, or allowed them to, to stay on board for that extra night and, and disembark on the, the regular scheduled um, day of disembarkation. Soon after that, Disney Cruise Line extended its final payment deadlines for select 2020 uh, summer. Excuse me, for select summer 2021. 
for select summer 2020 sailings, allowing uh, families booked on those cruises uh, to wait an additional 30 days to make their final payments. So I, again, I think this was just Disney Cruise Line uh, recognizing the questions and the concerns of, of passengers and were uh, really trying to, to be flexible with, with the families who had cruises booked um, while there was there's so much dynamic information going around. Fortunately, it wasn't all bad news in March. We also got some indication that the Disney Wish construction had begun at Neptune Werft uh, in Germany. In late March, video surfaced on YouTube from the Neptune Werft uh, shipyard in Rostock, Germany, which is where the engine room was being built. And you can't see much in the video. I mean, you'd, you'd never be able to tell it's a Disney cruise ship. Um, but at the time, it was being reported that it was the engine room of the Disney Wish and definitely offered some exciting news uh, in the midst of some pretty uncertain times. We hadn't heard a whole lot about the Disney Wish up until that point. Um, and I think a lot of us, including me, uh, expected that we, we weren't going to see anything given, the, given everything that was going on. So I thought that was pretty cool uh, for that to come out in March. In early April, Disney Cruise Line announced that it would be canceling the upcoming Hawaiian cruises and the early Alaskan cruise season, obviously due to the Canadian cruise ship ban um, stemming from the coronavirus pandemic. I'm sure this was very sad for a lot of people who had been waiting for Disney Cruise Line to return to Hawaii. I know when those uh, bookings originally became available for sale, they were extremely popular um, and went right away. Uh, you know, they got they got booked up very quickly. Thankfully, uh, Disney Cruise Line has since announced that it would be returning to Hawaii, um, but I'm still sad for all the families whose uh, Hawaiian cruises were canceled um, last year. Hopefully, if that was you, you were able to reschedule uh, when the new Hawaiian uh, itineraries were, were released. Then finally, in mid-April, the first of the European sailings on the Disney Magic were canceled through June 7th. So not a, a big surprise there. I think that was uh, pretty much expected, but the uh, first of the European cruises were canceled in April. In May, as I'm sure the, the cruise industry started to suspect that it would be shut down for an ex extended period of time, the crew repatriation effort was well underway, as you may be aware, because of the CDC guidelines about people coming off cruise ships and the airline travel restrictions that were in place at the time. The cast members on board couldn't just walk off the ship in Port Canaveral and get on a plane and go home. So there was really a, a, an extensive effort involved by Disney Cruise Line to actually sail many of its cruise members to ports of call in other countries that were closer to their uh, to their homes to allow them to return uh, to their homes and to their families. And really kudos to Disney Cruise Line for doing that, by the way, because I'm sure that was a lot of uh, there was a lot of effort involved there, probably a lot of money. Um, a lot of logistics, so it was great that they were able to, to get all the crew members back home um, in, a, in as safe a manner as possible. But because of all this, uh, there was some pretty cool drone footage that was released from Port Canaveral with three of the four ships all docked there at the same time. So if you missed that, it's pretty cool to go check out. Um, there's lots of uh, social media pages that you can uh, go see that uh, in. 
Later in May, Thomas Maslam took over as president of Disney Cruise Line as Jeff Valley transitioned over to president of the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, I I pretty I remember uh, chuckling at the time because I'm sure it was a, a pretty fun time to be uh, taking the the helm of a, a major cruise line. So definitely a lot of challenges for uh, for Thomas Maslam. Uh, jumping right in uh, when he first got uh, promoted to, to president of Disney Cruise Line back in May. June was a pretty uneventful and really a pretty depressing month. The The remainder of the Disney Wonders 2020 Alaska season was canceled, along with the remainder of the Disney Magic's 2020 season in Europe. Um, again, neither was unexpected, but it was still uh, uh, it was still sad to hear nonetheless. June was also the month when we got our first glimpse glimpse into Disney Cruise Line's attempts um, at holding on to bookings as long as possible and also allowing guests to feel comfortable about keeping their existing reservations and also about making new ones. The first official cruise date flexibility policy was introduced, which uh, allowed guests to change their sail date up to 15 days prior to their cruise. Uh, without penalty, they later would expand their uh, flexibility offer, which I'll get into. Uh, but at the time, I remember wondering why they waited so long to implement this new policy. It felt like uh, this was sort of a no-brainer and could have been done um, well before that. July was relatively uneventful, too. Uh, Disney Cruise Line was named the, the top ocean cruise line in the Travel and Leisure 2020 World's Best Awards. Uh, so not too much of a surprise there. I think Disney Cruise Line is uh, pretty used to receiving these uh, these types of awards. Uh, but another piece of news, the the Marewurf Shipyard, uh, which is obviously the one contracted to build the, the Disney Wish, announced that it would be shutting down for a six-week period due to the uh, obviously due to the global pandemic as it experienced a slump in orders. Based on this information, it was... I don't know, all but expected that there would be uh, delays in the delivery of the Disney Wish, which obviously we learned about later, but wasn't uh, confirmed until later in the year. In August, Disney Cruise Line announced a plan upgrade to its online check-in system. It uh, suspended any new online check-ins while the upgrade took place, and I, I don't believe they ever actually brought them back again um if i'm wrong about that please feel free to contact me and, and let me know but i don't i don't think they turned online check-ins back on ever um i would imagine that the site is still pretty dynamic right now while they uh while they continue to work to figure out exactly what the online check-in process is going to be um and is going to look like which sort of leads me into my next story that came out uh the first part of September. On September 1st, there was a Port of Galveston board meeting where details were shared of the uh, the port CEO's conversations with Disney Cruise Line. The meeting was open to the public and there was some very interesting information that was shared. At least I thought anyway. The port CEO, Roger Reese, provided the following details of his conversation with Disney Cruise Line. First, he expected that Disney Cruise Line would only be allowing a limited number of people in the terminal during the onboarding process. I suspect that this probably means the port arrival times will be more strictly enforced and probably plays into some of the updates that, um, that were taking place to the online check-in process. 
This probably also means that concierge and platinum Castaway Club members will also be required to select a, a port arrival time. None of this, of course, has been confirmed, uh, but I think it's, I don't know, I, I think it's probably a, a pretty safe bet to assume that that's going to be the case. Reese also mentioned uh, during that meeting uh, later departure times due to extended embarkation and disembarkation time that would now be occurring between cruises due, obviously, to the limited numbers of people allowed in the terminals. So if they're, if they're spreading people out, their arrival time is going to take longer to, to board the ships. So, you know, it's, it's expected that the ships are going to depart uh, later in the day. Another interesting detail that was mentioned was a target 70% occupancy level by Disney Cruise Line. Uh, this was referring, at the time during this meeting, was referring to the, the Disney Wonder in the Port of Galveston. But uh, if the fantasy or the dream were to resume with only veranda staterooms, which is something that had been rumored and I guess still is being rumored, um, the ship would be at roughly 70% capacity. So something interesting to keep an eye on there. Uh, you know, the the port CEO, the Port of Galveston CEO suggested the 70% occup occupancy level um, and then also the, the veranda stateroom rumor. So uh, who knows if there's there's something uh, something going on there. And finally, Reese provided some details about Disney Cruise Line's ideas of bringing fresh air into the terminals instead of recirculating recycled air. So this was referring to Port Canaveral, but I would imagine would end up being a, a common practice at, at home ports across the country. Later in the month, Christine McCarthy, the chief financial officer of the Walt Disney Company, was involved in a Q&A session with Citi and Bank of America. Um, and during one of those sessions, the Disney Cruise Line, uh, during the Disney Cruise portion of the discussion, was primarily focused on the impact of the coronavirus um, that it was having on the cruise line. But it was during that session that she actually confirmed the delay of the Disney Wish project. She didn't mention how long it would be delayed, which we would find out later, but this was the first official confirmation from a Disney representative, and also really the first um, mention of the Disney Wish by uh, someone from Disney for quite a while. As the end of the current no-sale order was coming up at the end of October, more and more anticipation started to build about a about what a return to cruising might look like. In September, CLIA announced its mandatory core elements of health protocols on behalf of its member cruise lines. I did an episode back around that time frame that went into those core elements in a little more detail, uh, so I'm not going to do that here, but those core elements at a high level um, were centered around six basic topics. 100% testing of crew and passengers prior to embarkation, mandatory mask wearing when physical distancing is not possible, uh, physical distancing requirements, enhanced ventilation and air management strategies, updated risk-based medical response plans, and changes to shore excursion requirements and protocols. So uh, that was kind of the first uh, look at new guidelines that the, the cruise industry would be held to. Later in the month, Disney Cruise Line made an additional change to its flexibility policy by um, allowing guests to temporarily extend their final payment dates to 60 days prior to embarkation. 
This also extended the time, obviously, that guests could cancel their cruise without penalty and was offered in addition to um, the option to move cruises to a future date up to 15 days prior to the start of the cruise. Um, the deadline of this policy has been extended a couple more times um, and is still the current policy in place. I don't remember the current deadline off the top of my head, but um, the, the cruise date flexibility policies are, are still uh, in effect. It was also at the end of September that the no-sale order was extended an additional month uh, through the end of October after a scheduled meeting between Vice President Mike Pence and representatives from members of the cruise industry. So it was sort of uh, believed that the 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 CDC and the cruise industry wanted to the sale the to extend the no-sale order into 2021, um, but I think the the White House had some uh, some other. Uh, believe some other thoughts on that, and so the the no sale order was only extended an additional thirty days. I didn't mention any of this previously, but after all of the repatriation efforts and spending a lot of time offshore in Port Canaveral, the entire fleet eventually made its way over to Brest, France, to undergo some dry dock enhancements. And while they were over there, we got some pretty amazing pictures and video footage of the entire fleet together in the same place for the first time ever. It was really cool to see uh, to see that, and, and it was a really cool time to be following Disney Cruise Line updates on social media because there were a lot of posts from a lot of different people and a lot of different perspectives, um, you know, from each of the different ships, uh, from onshore, drone footage, all that stuff. So really cool. I'm sure there are also some pretty epic horn battles that took place over there uh, during that time period. So it, it would have been really cool to, to be there for that. Later in October, the early 2022 itineraries were announced, which normally is not overly newsworthy, except that Disney Cruise Line confirmed during this announcement that the maiden voyage of the Disney Wish was being rescheduled to the summer of 2022. So this was exciting for a couple reasons. One, because it was nice to finally hear Disney Cruise Line confirm that the project was still underway. And two, because it wasn't delayed uh, nearly as long as I was expecting it to be. So um, when Merwerft announced its shutdown and because we hadn't heard anything from Disney Cruise Line and because Christine McCarthy mentioned the delay, I thought it would uh, be pushed out at least a year. Uh, so it was nice to hear that uh, it was only a couple months. There were some additional announcements made in October around changes to the stateroom categories um, in an effort to make them more uniform across the entire fleet and in accordance with the, the future launch of the Disney Wish. Disney Cruise Line announced fleet-wide stateroom ch uh, category changes and revealed some updated deck plans to reflect those new changes. As I mentioned on our previous episode, you may find that some of your uh, your favorite stateroom categories are now in a new category. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't uh, affect the, the pricing too much, uh, if at all. And then finally, at the end of October, the, the CDC issued a framework for a conditional sailing order, which effectively ended the no-sale order, technically. Um, though the no-sale order was lifted, the, the new guidelines were pretty substantial and required a lot of changes to be made so essentially the no sale order was extended anyway uh, until the the cruise lines were able to comply with these um, with these new requirements the cdc framework is very extensive um, there's a lot to it so i'm not going to go into it in detail here but i did cover it 
in more detail uh, in an episode back in November. So feel free to go check that out. Uh, feel free to go check that out if you want um, the the Reader's Digest version um, of those updates. In November, Port Canaveral held a virtual State of the Port event, which provided some first looks at the Disney Cruise uh, terminal re- renovations. Those uh, renovations had been going on for several months, and I think they probably actually um, got accelerated a little bit due to all the shutdowns. I think the the renovations probably uh, went quicker than they were originally expecting. If if the obviously if the if the um, if Disney was still using the terminal, um, but uh, during the this event, they shared a lot of details and pictures um, of the of the shoreside and waterside updates, which are pretty cool to see. I I mentioned in my podcast uh, uh, back when it was announced or back when this event took place that I'm I'm really excited to see the updates at Port Canaveral because. I imagine that's going to feel almost like a, a brand new home port and Port Canaveral is, is really a, a special place for my family and I. So we're all really excited to, uh, to eventually get back there one day. Also in November, the Walt Disney Company held its fiscal year 2020 earnings call. Um, and during the Q&A session at the end, there were some questions asked about Disney Cruise Line. Bob Chapek talked a little bit about the struggles that the cruise industry faces kind of as a whole um, and the challenges proposed by the new CDC guidelines and how it specifically relates to Disney Cruise Line. Um, but did also mention that he felt that there was some light at the end of the tunnel. So, um, so that was some good news. It was also during this Q and a session that he confirmed that the launch dates for ships six and seven in the fleet would be slipping to at least 2024 and 2025. Um, that probably means that it's going to be quite a while until we get any more updates on these new ships. Uh, so maybe something to look forward to in 2021, but, uh, but I doubt it. Another big piece of news that came in November was the announcement of Joe Rohde's retirement. He obviously was uh, going to be heavily involved in the Lighthouse Point project, um, and he announced his intentions to retire before uh, getting in the middle of another huge project. So that's something that he uh, mentioned on Instagram. I don't know if this is the case, but that huge project could uh, very well mean uh, the Lighthouse Point project that he was going to be in charge of. And speaking of light at the end of the tunnel, the Disney Wonder returned to Port Canaveral at the end of November after se- uh, spending several months overseas. It was really nice to see the pictures and the videos of the ships returned uh, to the U.S. And even Scott mentioned in our last episode that it, it felt uh, a bit emotional to-, to see the Wonder finally return home. So I thought that was pretty cool. Not to be overshadowed, the Disney Fantasy returned to Port Canaveral a few days later in early December and then followed soon after by the return of the Dream. So three of the four ships in the Disney Cruise Line fleet are now back in the United States, just waiting for the okay to sail. I can't say for sure, but I took this as a a good sign that the cruise industry would be starting to ramp up again relatively soon. We'll see. Uh, the magic, of course, is still over in Europe, and I, I imagine that that's, uh, that's where she'll stay in hopes that we might be able to re- resume the, the Euro- European itinerary sometime this year. If those end up getting canceled, it'll be interesting to see uh, where she goes next. I didn't mention this previously, but throughout the back half of the year, we started to see more and more videos with updates to the Disney Wish. Um, I didn't mention them because most of the videos were of kind of the engine room being floated around, which is completely unrecognizable. Um, But in December, the engine room was floated out of Neptune Werft, where it was being built, over to Mare Werft, 
um, where the rest of the ship would be built and now has a permanent home in Hall 6 where the ship is going to be built. And new videos emerged of some of the new blocks of the Disney Wish spotted inside Hall 6, which actually look like the hull, the hull of a Disney cruise ship. So I thought that was really cool to see. The project is definitely well underway. Um, so that was a little, a little, a little exciting. In mid-December, Disney Cruise Line canceled its cruises through the end of February 2021, which is where we currently stand. Um, if March cruises are going to be canceled, it, I would imagine it's probably going to happen sometime relatively soon. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on here in the next couple of days and weeks. And finally, Disney Cruise Line didn't want to exit 2021 on a sour note. So they teased a new announcement about the Disney Wish a couple days before Christmas. And during the Disney Parks Magical Christmas Day celebration, which aired on ABC on Christmas morning, the fairy godmother herself revealed that Cinderella would permanently take her place in the lobby atrium of the Disney Wish. So that's right. Disney Cruise Line announced that Cinderella would be the statue in the main lobby, which seems very fitting for a ship called the Disney Wish. It was definitely an exciting announcement. Uh, I It was great to see, but admittedly, I was really hoping for a little bit more. I thought that since they publicly teased the announcement a few days before, um, that it would be something a little bit bigger. But I guess we'll just have to, to keep waiting for, uh, for those big announcements. So there you have it, Disney Cruise Line's 2020 year in review. It was definitely a really sad year and one that many of us, I think, would like to forget. Um, I know that for us, for our family, um, our family vacations and particularly those that we spend with Disney Cruise Line are priceless memories um, and not being able to have those last year really hurts. And let's not forget all the cast and crew who have been without jobs for so many months. I can't imagine how hard it's been for them and I, I want so badly for them to be able to get back to work. Um, so now that 2020 is behind us, there are definitely a few things that I'm looking forward to in the new year. Number one is obviously some definitive information about a return to cruising and what it's going to look like. So far, like I mentioned, the March cruises are still on schedule. Um, so is that when Disney Cruise Line plans to start up again? Um, or are those going to be canceled soon too? Will the current schedule stay the same or will they be altering itineraries? What are the onboard safety protocols going to look like? What is the plan to reduce capacity? These are all questions that I'm really anxiously awaiting answers to, and I'm sure many of you are as well. The next thing I'm looking forward to is more details regarding the Disney Wish. I have to think that something is coming relatively soon. As I chatted about with Scott a couple weeks ago, the summer 2022 new itineraries are due to be released sometime in the next couple of months, and if The Wish is scheduled for her debut in the summer of 2022, are they going to release itineraries for the new ship at the same time? If so, how are they going to do that without giving us any information about the ship? Um, I'm guessing that Disney Cruise Line probably won't release the new itineraries for The Wish with the rest of the fleet. I would bet that there will be a separate announcement where they will talk about this ship uh, by itself, give us details about its features, and release uh, release sail dates. And if I had to guess, I would say that it it's all going to happen well after the standard uh, summer 2022 itinerary announcement. Uh, there's really not a 
not a big rush, I would think. Um, and I think the those early cruises are going to fill up anyway. I don't think they'll have a problem um, scheduling those. So I'm thinking it's still going to be a little while before we uh, may hear any specific details about Disney Cruise Line's plans for The Wish. But I hope that I'm wrong. And finally, I'm curious to hear more information on the Lighthouse Point project. It's really the biggest project that nobody's talking about, I think. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I, I believe the environmental impact assessment is due out sometime soon. So hopefully that all comes back positive. But, you know, what are the plans for the rest of the area, especially now that Joe Rody won't be involved, um, or at least will be much less involved? I'm guessing we're still quite a ways away from getting any meaningful information about Lighthouse Point because it's still several years away, um, but definitely something I'm, uh, I'm keeping an eye on in 2021. So that's it for this episode. I've said this many times before, but once again, I just want to say that I am so appreciate, uh, appreciative of everyone who listens to my show. I really have a lot of fun doing this, and it's because I get to interact with so many listeners and fellow passionate cruise fans that, I, that I'm even motivated to keep doing it. I'm really looking forward to a return to cruising in 2021. I'm sure many of you are, if not all of you are as well. Um, and quite honestly, I'm looking forward to uh, having more to talk about uh, as it relates to, to Disney Cruise Line. And with that, I, I want to say a sincere thank you to all of you for listening to my show. I really, really appreciate it. Um, Happy New Year, everyone. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Listening.